0: and welcome to the Get More at Bats podcast. Hope you're all doing great. It's Jamie and Amar here to talk about some really exciting stuff like pipeline generation, the number one, two, or third favorite topic of sales leaders for the last 10 years running. We all want more pipeline, right? All right, so here is the theme for today's episode and it's a doozy, you ready? That salespeople are clinging to fake or not so great opportunities in their pipeline because they have no idea how to prospect and they're just trying to show some level of activity and work. Now, it sounds really controversial to say that, but we have two data points or two points, one point of observation and one data point to back this up. The first is our experience in the last 12 years of training over 300,000 account executives. You wanna know what they say? They say something's in the pipe, but it's phantom. It's not really real. They do it to say that, look, I'm working, I'm working. So that's just personal anecdotal observation, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate in many cases. The second is a data point from Clary. Now, Jamie, here is what Clary said recently in one of their studies. They said that nearly three in four opportunities that are in the pipeline committed to close in less than two months. Have zero email communication with anybody in that opportunity for weeks and weeks. So, what that basically means is, of course, there's a chance that people are not using CRM. Yes, we still have those people, but there's a bigger chance that people are flaking and misrepresenting their opportunities. So, Jamie, here's my question to you Why are salespeople clinging to opportunities? in pipe and showing work that they know not to be real.
1: I think it's simply pressure. And let me kind of give you how this all comes about. There has been this God awful mantra that enablement and sales leaders have been beating a drum against. And it was, we need 3X pipeline coverage. We need 3X pipeline coverage. If you lined me up 10 or 100 account executives or even their sales leadership, And ask them, what does that really mean? Most of them don't really understand it. What that means is that you close and win 33% of every opportunity that comes your way. So, if you have the right volume and velocity of opportunities come into a basket and your conversion is 33%, you, in fact, your 3X pipeline coverage would get you that one opportunity, one against the three opportunities you serve at the same time. But there's been studies by multiple companies and including, I saw it was once posted by a uh, Yako's company. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Winning but, by design. Uh, winning by design that that study in 2023 has been reverted to a 17% close in 2023 for the average company. So you needed six or seven times pipeline coverage. So hmm. average seller knows I'm being measured against this thing called 3X pipeline coverage. And since it's like, show me how you're measured or show me compensation and I'll show you behavior. Since that's what's being emboldened into every one of our QBRs and sales kickoffs. I know that if I just keep opportunities a little longer in a funnel, the funnel will start to grow. And I'll demonstrate so people will get off my bag will demonstrate I've got 3X pipeline coverage. Now, who does that hurt? Well, everybody. It hurts the corporation. When you miss numbers, it hurts the revenue leader who's predicting against these, who fails to do so. It hurts you as the seller. You're lying to yourself. You're stealing from your future self. So that's the ultimate problem. And then within that, you've got all these opportunities that you know are dormant. We call them neutral accounts. uh, We have a concept called the drive analogy, which is a transmission of a car to describe the momentum you're having in an account. And this is the classic dead zone that you're in. You're in neutral. Somebody told you to call you back in two weeks. We're going to set the, the deal forward. And it's been two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. You're clinging on to that subjectivity that guess what? This thing's going to close, but it won't because it probably already passed the natural sales cycle velocity that you have. I'll give you an example. Here at Pipeline Signals, we have a a sales cycle velocity of under 90 days. Anything that drifts beyond 90 days has historically, with almost 100% accuracy, never closed. closed. Why? You as a sales leader, you wake up, you have a problem to solve and you gotta solve it in this quarter. And if you can't solve it in this quarter, then it's not a top three, five, or seven priorities. So you push it aside and you move on to your top three or five priorities. So that's kind of the context for everybody. Now, Amar, maybe I'll pass the ball back to you, but th- th- the why everybody does it is if you told me that's how I'm going to be measured, that's going to be the singular focus to how I construct my territory plans, my account plans, my pipeline coverage plans, Especially if I am a type of seller, I'm not going to use the word scrupulous, but like if I'm the type of seller that is fearful of looking bad against my peers, yeah. is more important to me than the true authentic authenticity of having like a a really clean pipeline that I could measure my personal business against. That's the problem. I think so this is- maybe I'll serve it back to you. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. I think there's a meta
0: concept here that we're not going to dive into today, but um, incentives dictate outcomes or incentives dictate behaviors. So that behavior that's exhibited by a sale and Jamie, how many hundreds and hundreds of uh, forecast meetings have you and I been in uh, with clients where we see firsthand, we know the salesperson is not going to do what they're promising. We've gone through their pipeline. We've examined. Or they tell the a story.
1: Exactly. Or they tell, they tell a story how this excuse led for the deal to bleed over. But if you really, if you've ever been a buyer, like, have you ever just punted the buying of a car for quarters and quarters and quarters? It's like, you want it, you go to the dealership, you buy a car. And when a customer wants something, they'll demonstrate it in their behavior. And if they're, Punting meetings, not bringing the right people to meetings, can't tell you who else is in the buying process, unwilling to tell you who's in the buying process, won't book a meeting within a meeting. These are all like red lights right in front of your face that are so
0: obvious to see. Exactly. By the way, I wasn't planning to discuss this, but it it, it kind of fits the bill for the theme today. Jamie, we're not going to mention the company, but you've seen that social media video where the um there's an account executive, she was let go. And she recorded it and pasted it all over social. And yeah, I, I feel bad for her and everything, but why am I saying this? Well, she was an account executive. She got hired in August of 2023. So at the time of recording this, like, what is that, five-ish months ago? Five months ago, yeah. yeah. And she was let go, I think, around the holiday season. I think, maybe, maybe, right after the new year but it doesn't matter why was she let go she said look i was given good reviews by my manager my direct reporting leader um i was never told that i did anything wrong uh, i'm new i'm ramping up there's been two massive holidays in my in in the first quarter that i was quote unquote selling or being hired in now the ceo of that company rightfully i think jumped into the conversation and he said hey, yes, we could have handled that process better in the way we let her go, but there's something else here, which is the reason she was let go. So Jamie, this is why this is so critical. So account executives, you gotta listen to this. Your companies are measuring you on how fast you build pipeline coverage. If you can't figure out how to do this, if you are still sticking to the phone and email as your primary prospecting drivers, by the way, nothing wrong with that, but you don't know how to structurally open doors, you are up a creek. Here's the CEO of a major um, technology company that is outright saying that we, and Jamie, you know the words he used? This, this is what boggled my mind. He said this so publicly. In one way, it's great. I like transparency. He said, we know the behaviors that we're looking for and we fire fast when we don't find them. How crazy is that? So ultimately all of this goes back into companies. The DNA Jamie is not going to change. It's not going to change. So the reality is that sales reps are going to have to figure out prospecting companies are going to have to help them, but the data that's coming in the funnel is so off. And that's the part that's the most scary because this is why most salespeople are missing their number and why lots and lots of companies are missing their number
1: too. Yeah, I mean, and and to be able to look somebody in the eye and say, I'm going to close. Okay, so you mentioned the statistic, 83% of whatever that number was. 73%, was 83, 73% of every opportunity it's claiming to close in January. We're filming this on January 15th. 15th yeah. So if I'm, gonna, if I'm telling you I'm closing this deal by January 31, and I have no conversational history in CRM against that account this month. So you're telling me we didn't have a proposal review call. We didn't run through the contract together. We't have we didn't talk about the procurement process and the procurement hiccups that might happen. We didn't plan a work-back schedule for onboarding. We didn't like. If you think of all the steps that have to happen for a deal that's bigger than something that goes on a credit card to close, uh, I, I could rattle off five meetings that have to happen before close. So if you don't have any conversations in the last 30 days, I wouldn't even say you're in proposal and contract stage. You're in we're building consensus amongst yes. the buying committee yeah. You're way further. You're, you're not in commit anywhere near No, that. you're probably, I mean, percentage-wise, I would estimate
0: 40-ish to 60-ish percent
1: in that range. Yeah. So. So cool. as the next step, I, I'm looking at the time. It's been 12 minutes. We like our short podcasts. What would you recommend as the next step? The next step is that...
0: Look, the sales cycle, and I'm only speaking for account-based sellers here, the sales cycle portion of sales has gotten so much emphasis, nothing wrong with that, but equal emphasis needs to be placed on how to prospect and how to open doors systematically using a very, very simple but standardized system, right, Jamie? Without that, there's no way you have any type of indication of where deals are going to land. Um, so I think that a lot of this actually stems from way earlier on in the funnel. Um, and the problem yeah, is- well, every,
1: every company has a sales process, uh, but they don't have a prospecting process to go from zero to one that connects to sales qualified lead to close. There's no systematic process for account-based sellers to do this. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it.
0: Cool, gang. Um, well, it's been a great podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, share, comment. Um, if this has helped you, be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. And if you need any help, connect with us on LinkedIn. We'll be happy to chat with you in the DMs and talk to you further. Thanks so much. We'll see you on awesome. the next episode. Thanks
1: we